Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. Beloved, we thank God for grace. We thank God for his abundant goodness unto us. I'm Apostle Leon Kofi bringing you a word of encouragement this morning from the heart of your father. But before the word of God comes, be blessed by this song sung by Chris Tomlin, which is our own dear amazing grace, but yet with a flair to it. You'll be blessed by this song. God bless you. The way Chris Tomlin has sung Amazing Grace is amazingly powerful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's something about music, especially worship and praise music that touches the very soul of man. And I thank God this morning that God in so many ways releases his blessing upon us and through many channels brings a blessing to our hearts, strengthens us, encourages us, renews us, heals us, makes a way for us. And this all comes out of the love of God for us, beloved. God has so loved us that he always makes a way for us, even through the darkness, through the pain, through the darkest hour, he will get to you. Amen. And he will get you through whatever you're going through. This one, I thank God for the abundance 
of his word. And today I bring you this word titled, The Abundance of God's Grace. Grace is unmerited favor and grace can also come in as divine enablement. This morning I'm reading to you from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, the verse 1 to 6, an account of a family who began with great hope but ended in trial. But because of the grace of God, they came to the place of a restoration. And I've prayed for you, beloved, this morning when this word of God came to me, that wherever you are at in life and in whatever situation you find yourself, may this great grace of God that is able to take nothing and make it something, may that grace come upon you and your family. In Jesus' name. Let's get to the word. Ruth chapter 1, the verse 1 to 6. The Bible says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and his wife Naomi, and the, the name of his two sons, Malon and Shalon, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came to the country of Moab, continued there. And Elimelech's husband, Elimelech, no, Naomi's husband died, and she was left with her two sons. And they took the wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And now they dwelt there ten years. And Malon and Chelon died also, both of them. And the woman was left with her two daughters-in-law. Then she rose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard the country of Moab, how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Praise be to the name of the Lord. It's quite an account, a sad account. But beloved, this account in the Bible, like every other account and every word in the Bible, is meant for our instruction, is meant for our edification, and also is meant to help us for as an example. Amen. And this one, I bring you this word that you might put your heart and your, your confidence and your trust in God rather than in yourself or in what others say. Because when we trust completely upon God, we get the full measure of his grace. Amen. The Bible is talking about this man and his wife who went to sojourn in the land of the Moabites. You know, in those days, it was a common thing for people to do that. If there was a famine in the land, all they would do was to move to greener pastures, so to say, in another country, another country where there was no famine. And sometimes they could be there for years. And when they hear that it's well back home, they would go back home. And so Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, did the same. They went to find greener pastures in the land of Moab in a time of famine. But unfortunately, Elimelech died. And his sons died in a place where they thought they would find sustenance. Mm -hmm. Beloved, it's not everywhere and it's not everything that we ought to do or go. Amen. Because in their thinking, it was going to be a profitable place. But the question is, did they see God? But they died, these men in Naomi's life, leaving her a widow and also childless. But we see mercy and grace manifesting in her life. The word of God says that she heard how God had visited Israel or Bethlehem, Judah, and had given the people bread. And so she decided to return to her country of birth, to her home. Beloved, 
I speak again concerning our actions, our inactions, our choices in life, sometimes even our habits and behaviors. We sometimes have certain tendencies which are out, which come out of our own choices and our own decisions. You see, there's always a tendency to move to, to different directions in a time of want or in a time of need. When you come to a place of need, a place of want, a place where it's the, the, there's a situation, maybe like a struggle, or you're not sure of what's happening, there's that um, panic that comes into our hearts and our mind tells us move. But it's not always that you need to move. <laughs> Our mind says do something, but it's not always that you have to do something. And so that we take actions or decisions in such times without consulting God because we're in a hurry to get an answer. And so we see this is how it seemed in the life of Naomi and her family. Clearly, their move was not God-ordained because if God has said they should move, God would have sustained them. Because when God spoke to Isaac, not to move, rather, in a time of famine. And he obeyed God and he listened and God told him he should sow in the land of famine. He did. And in obedience to the word of God, God gave him a hundredfold return in a time and a season of drought. Amen. So when the command or the instruction comes from God, God is bound by his word to bring it to a performance. But when we take our own decisions and we make up our own minds and later on things go bust, we often would like to blame God or blame others. My beloved, the key to success in life is to be led by the author of life. Amen. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to direct us. Amen. But sometimes we don't rely on him. We go ahead of him. Jesus never said, go before me and I'll make you fishers of men. No, he said, come, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Beloved, we need to follow rather than go ahead of God. Let's learn to follow. Ask him, God, which way? Are you taking? Let me follow. And that's why I love that Methodist hymn which says that he knows the way he takes and I will walk with him. Amen. We need to walk in the knowledge of God's divine counsel and God's divine will. The move of Elimelech and Naomi was clearly not in the will of God. And even in the will of God, beloved, we have the permissive will of God and we also have the perfect will of God. Many people walk in the permissive will of God. And that is when they decide on something and they force God to thumbprint it. Say, God, I want to go here. And they, they are set to go. They want to go. So God sanctioned it, thumbprint it. God says, whatever you want to do, you can do. And they do it. And then things go wrong. But God, I prayed about it. But did you wait for the answer? And was the answer go? Beloved, these things that I speak to you this morning out of the heart of your father is to help you get a new way of life so that it may be well with you. But grace abounds. Amen. But we want to walk in the perfect will of God where we wait on God and we pray and we wait on God and we wait until we hear his signal move. 
then you move. And when you are moving in the power of that grace of God, beloved, it is not your strength. It is not going to be a struggle because you are walking or moving under divine command. And the whole of heaven and angels are bound to accompany you, bound to assist you. Why? Because it is God's word. Because these angels, they move according to his word. They do according to his bidding. Amen. So the move of Elimelech and Naomi was out of the will of God. And that is why it ended wrong. But Isaac's move to sow in the land of famine by listening to counsel of God was perfect, was in the perfect will of God. He didn't go down to Egypt to sojourn for greener pastures. He could have done that because if we looked at his father, Abraham, Abraham also went to sojourn. And so it was like a family pattern. But Isaac, even knowing that was a family pattern, it can be done, it is done in his family, but yet he chose to seek God. Beloved, choose always to seek God. Seek God and prosper. Isaac sought God. He listened to God. And Genesis 26, 13 to 14 says that, And the man waxed great, and he went forward, and he grew until he became very great, because he had possession of flock, of heads, of servants. And the Bible says he became so rich and great that the Philistines, in whose land he dwelt, envied him. God blessed him because he was in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Beloved, the worst thing a child of God can do is to trust in other things or people for provision because God sees clearly that the arm of flesh will fail you. Oh yes, the arm of flesh will fail you, whether accidentally or intentionally, the arm of flesh, that is man, will fail you. But God will never fail you. God can never fail you. He gives wisdom. He gives riches. He gives honor. Amen. It's when we walk in the counsel of his divine will, we are walking under a certain kind of grace. Amen. That enables us to do more than we can do by our natural self. Praise the Lord. When we are faced with any challenge in life, the best thing to do, beloved, is to see God. He's a giver and he delights to give good things to his children. God is also liberal. He's benevolent. He's not stingy. He's not hard. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he's benevolent. He's kind. And you can always trust in God's abundant grace. Amen. Which will provide every need of yours. God visited his people and gave them bread. Because wherever God is, there's full supply. His name is El Shaddai. Amen. And oftentimes, people go through spiritual famines, financial famine. But when we get God back into their picture, as in seeking him, praying unto him, rely on him, the famine will cease. This one, I pray upon your life that may every famine in your life cease. Whether it's a financial famine, an emotional famine, whatever it is, may it cease. Naomi and her family should have stayed in Bethlehem, Judah, waiting in confidence upon the Lord for the visitation of the Lord. But they didn't. And the result was terrible. But, beloved, God is gracious. And that's why we can never stop talking about the grace of God. Because it is who he is. He is a gracious God. And so we can never stop talking about the grace of God. Because the grace of God comes in so many forms. 
but it is always, always there for us. Amen. Even though they made this huge mistake and Naomi suffered the consequences, but yet God, the God of all grace, the God of all supplication, that God of second chances gave Naomi a second chance. Amen. In Ruth, her daughter-in-law, Naomi's life was restored again when she went back to Bethlehem, Judah. In that Ruth found a husband, Naomi helped her find a husband. They brought forth a child and that child brought joy to Naomi. That child lifted up her head again in society. That child became an ancestor of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Beloved, God can do everything. God can do anything except lie, of course. And with the little that you have or the none that you have, God can bring so much. Naomi was left with nothing. Her son's dead. Her husband died. She didn't have anyone. But God gave her Ruth. That was grace. Sometimes God will bring people in our lives. They are a grace of God to us. So watch the people in your life. Some people have been brought into your life as pure grace to enable you to help you in life, to, to make your life better. Amen. God brought Ruth into her life. It was the grace of God. She returned back home by the grace of God because she could have also have died in the land of the Moabites. But God graced her with life. Beloved, you are alive is the grace of God. And when she returned, God opened her mind unto wisdom. And through wisdom, she and her daughter-in-law were catered for. They received favor. It was the grace of God. Amen. Ruth got married to what? It was the favor of God. They brought forth their child. It was a great of God. Now, grace abounds. And so this morning, I bring you this word of encouragement from your heart of your father that do not despair because the abundance of God's grace and God's goodness is available to you. And all you have to do, beloved, is to seek God, commune with him, love him, worship him, and wait on him that he will show you the way to go. He will bring you the place of your breakthrough. Amen. We pray this morning that may God show you how to wait upon him. May God draw you closer to himself. May God deliver your life also from fruitless ventures like Naomi's trip. And I pray that may the abundance of God's riches be poured upon your life and your family in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for your word this morning to us. And I ask Holy Spirit that, Lord, you teach us to love you, the Lord, more. My God, to inquire in your temple, to seek your face, my God, and to walk with you or behind you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, it may be well with us. This morning, Father, I command the abundance of your grace and your favor upon every listener of this word. Show them your way. And let it be well with them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, beloved. But if you have not given your life to Jesus, that is also another instruction from God that if you do not follow, beloved, ends in damnation. But if you follow, it ends in life and life abundant and it ends in eternal life. It can't get better. Pray this prayer after me as you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God who came to die for my sins. 
Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you, beloved. You are blessed. You are saved. Amen. And great grace is upon your life. God bless you. But remember to share this good word with as many people as you can. It's so important that you share the word of God. Bible says those who turn people to God shall shine like the stars in the heaven. Share this good word. Encourage somebody today. Let somebody know that all is not lost. Grace will bring another story. God bless you.